This is Ashley Hodge with the Sikkim 365 podcast. I'm joined by Sean Urich. Uh, we are going to talk about Baylor's 77 to 62 loss at Iowa State to start Big 12 play. Pretty disappointing performance, all things considered. Uh, Sean, thank you for doing this. Before I ask you your thoughts, I just want to make this one opening comment. The Bears were up 29 to 20 at about the five minute mark in the first half. I thought they were playing tough, they were playing physical. And then from that point forward, Iowa State just took it to them. Iowa State out hustled them. They out rebounded. They just, you know, got so many more like hustle points than Baylor the rest of the way. And it shows in the final box score. I thought Baylor's defense was pretty bad the last 25 minutes of the game, more reminiscent of the Marquette uh, performance and, and even some parts of the Virginia game. Uh, so, you know, disappointing to, to take another big, huge uh, hit like that on the road. No LJ Cryer. Obviously, that mattered today. Uh, but um, Iowa State was without Alex Kunk, one of their best players, too. So, anyway, that's uh, a, a tough way to start Big 12 play. And they got to regroup and they got a home stand here coming up against TCU and Kansas State next uh, two games and really, you know, need to win those games at home and protect the home court. Uh, Texas won today at Oklahoma and Kansas uh, won both close games against Oklahoma State on their home court. Uh, so it's important to win your home games and uh, hopefully the Baylor fans will uh, turn out in force and, and give Baylor a lift as far as having a good home court advantage. Sean, what were some of your observations? What did you see today? And uh, let's let's try to spin this positive if we can. <laughs> well, I'll get the negativity out of the way first then, and, and just borrow one of RG3's favorite words and tell you that I feel like I got kicked in the gonads <laughs> watching that game. That, that was, uh, you know, after the 29-20 Baylor lead, it all seemed to be sort of downhill from there. I wasn't at 29-20. to 29-20, 20. 20 yeah. Yeah, th- th- that was hard to watch. I mean, it was – I'll tell you, even when we were up 29-20, to 20, you'll remember they did – when they did score, they got several wide-open three-point looks. Right. Um, we were doing a great job, um, it seemed, in the interior – avoiding you know there were a lot of times today where iowa state missed an easy layup uh where, where Flo or josh got their hands up and did a pretty good job standing their ground we, we'd get the ball back so it always seemed like we we did a decent job there but uh i, I mean looking at the box score geez you know caleb uh caleb grill five of nine from three right he only shot nine shots all from three um, Kalsher was five of nine from three. Those dudes right there, 10 of 18 from three. And meanwhile, the Bears shooting 23% from three. So even if you take out the hustle part of it and say we got out hustled, you can't shoot 22%, 23% from three on the road and let two dudes light you up at 10 of 18 from deep and, and expect to, to win the game. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, it's it's disappointing because – you know, I thought we were turning a corner defensively and, um, you know, the last four or five games, ever since the Gonzaga game, we played really strong defense. And today we took a big step back. There were just way too many open looks for Iowa State. And, you know, Iowa State is a good team. They turned you over quite a bit. We had 19 turnovers. Their defense is exceptional. They held Baylor to 62 points. Uh, but this should have been a first team to 60 wins. And, you know, if Baylor's defense – had risen to the occasion. Iowa State is an offensively challenged team and you know they score 77. That's that shouldn't happen even even on their home court. Uh so there's just a lot of um you know breakdowns. You know I thought uh Keontae George did some really good things in the second half, but I thought his defense was pretty poor. 
Um, Adam Flagler didn't do a good job fighting through screens at times. You know, maybe he has mm-hmm. a hamstring issue. He played really well in the first half and then kind of disappeared in the second half. Jalen Bridges was the only one that I thought gave really consistent effort and performance all game long. Uh, you know, Josh had a, a, a moment or two, you know, in the first half that I thought was good. You know, the dunk uh, on the on the slip, you know, pass from mm-hmm. Flagler. Loner was was kind of wild out there. Bonner, not not your typical good performance from him. Langston Love was a nothing burger in the store in the scoring column in 22 minutes. Um, you know, Flo Thamba fumbled passes and and didn't do a good job. You know, finishing only three for six from the free throw line. Uh, did a pretty good job. You know, rebounding and and fighting, or especially in the first half. But but overall, just a lot of a lot of blame to go around. And then other than Jalen Bridges, who I thought gave us a pretty good effort. I uh, just thought everybody else played below their level, except for Adam's first half. I mean, he was exceptional in the first half and finishes with 20 points on the game. But I think he had 18 at the half or maybe eight, 16. Eight, eight, no, he had 18 at the half. 18, and, okay. and, yeah. you know, one thing that I, that I wonder is sometimes he has to work so hard for his shots. I mean, he, he's such a great shot maker, as they say. Right. You know, when, when he's on a, when he's isolated – he can almost always get that three point shot off. And, but, but in the first half, while he was scoring all those points, he was using a lot of energy. And, and I just, I mean, our offense is not as a lot of people on the board have observed, you know, despite even when we were top 10 on Ken Palm, it always looks like we've had to work a little harder this year to, to get those points. Right. And uh, you know, when, when Flagler scoring 18 off mostly isolation plays, you wonder uh, it's not too surprising when he uh, kind of disappears in the, in the second half. Yeah, these coaches have their work cut out for them. You know, Keontae George, very talented, capable of, you know, putting up a 20-plus point performance, but he's got to clean up the turnovers. He's got to get better defensively. He's got to be more efficient offensively. You know, this team really needs LJ Cryer on the court to be captain obvious. Um, it's almost like getting to a point where you're like, what what injury or mm-hmm. ailment is he going to have this week? You know, he's he's – He's out um, because he's got a back issue. He's out. He bangs knees. He's not 100% and because of that. Now he's in concussion protocol, misses two games because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's getting frustrating, you know, coming off a year like last year where he, he didn't play. He was in and out of the lineup, you know, mostly out of the lineup down the stretch because of the foot injuries. Um, so I think his feet are fine, but but he's definitely dealing with a lot of nagging stuff, and and they need him to gain you know rhythm and chemistry with these other players, uh, and, and he's he's a guy that because of his exceptional shooting ability and ability to score off the bounce, just opens things up for you offensively. Uh, but you you see you know how dysfunctional it can look against a, a good defensive team like it did today when he's not out there. And then I also think, you know, we got to pray that John gets healthy because, you know, I'm, I'm hearing oh, that, that yeah. it's possible that he's going to start, you know, playing in February. And uh, I, I just think, you know, he will add a huge dimension to this team if he's anywhere close uh, to the John we saw, you know, before the injury. Uh, you know, he's able to um, stretch the floor. He's a physical presence. He's, he's athletic. He, he knows – how to play defense. He's a great switch guy. You know, he's not going to make some of the same mistakes that Joshua is making uh, or Caleb Lohner is making, you know, so I, th- I think he would be a huge add if, if he does uh, return to the court this year. It'd be fun for sure to see him back. And, uh, you know, your, your plan, Ashley, when we started this thing, you said something about how we were going to be positive and spend this positive. And, and so far I'm feeling a lot of negativity. Um, <laughs> 
And so, so maybe maybe the positivity is you saying that, that we might get John back. So I'll go with that. <laughs> yeah, no, that getting John back would be huge. I, you know, I think that um, positive is we we just you know we've had guys in and out. Like Flagler's missing a game, he misses another game, and Cryer's missing a game. I mean, you got to get rhythm going. These other teams have rhythm, especially in the backcourt. And, um, you know, I thought today I really expected a better performance. You know, I mean, Iowa State had a really long time to scout Baylor. I mean, they, they didn't play in like 13 days. But yeah. they also didn't play in 13 days. Usually you see some rust from a team that, that's, you know, off for 13 days. But they looked, you know, like they played the best game of their season. I think Baylor had a lot mm-hmm. to do with that. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, kudos to them. They're an older team. Uh, TJ Osselberger's got them – you know, playing really hard, especially on the defensive end. They foul a lot, but hey, it's it's only a foul if it gets called, and you know that physicality yeah. usually pays off, especially in conference play. I thought Baylor matched their toughness early on, but then I thought as the game went on, Baylor did not. And you know that's the, that's the thing I'm worried about the most with this team is I'm worried about the mental toughness and the um, competitive edge on this team. I, I, I expressed those concerns before the season started. You know, in some podcasts with the coaches, I think I got, you know, assured that that wouldn't be an issue. But I, it's, it's showing up. You know, it showed up in the Marquette game. It showed up t- today. You know, is this team tough enough mentally to not allow – 20 point plus runs like we talked about this before right. we started rolling the podcast that we've had three games now where teams have rolled off 20 point plus runs against us and you can't win basketball games like that you gotta you gotta nip it in the bud at like 607080 you know you can't let a a, a a run spiral whether you're home or away into a 23 to 3 run you know you're gonna you're not gonna win any games in the big 12 if you if you allow that no, that's right. And, uh, you know, I know a couple of those, I think, were first half to second half combined runs, but right. that doesn't mean you don't come out at the start of the second half and really punch the other team in the mouth. It, it seems like we lack that just killer instinct of this is not going to happen to us. Right. And, uh, you know, all you can say is if you think about the last three seasons, I, I, I'd have to be reminded of a single time that that's happened from, you know, 2020 uh, to the 2022 season. At Kansas did we ever, last year. Did we, at Kansas. There you go. The Alabama uh, game. I thought we were, I thought we did. Maybe, we played maybe. La- lack of toughness. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think that team was obviously not as tough as the prior two versions right. uh, of the bears. Um, but yeah, we've got to get that corrected. Um, yeah. So uh, what are your thoughts on Keontae's turnover issues and just how are the coaches? Do you think, uh, addressing that because you look at the box score and uh, you know he has his typical five turnovers um five turnovers i think again today yeah. and a lot of times those are charges that should never happen where he has a wide open floater i kind of joked uh, and this is no knock against blake shapen who i do uh i i've, I've not been one of the most vocal critics of shapen and, and at least in my own mind right. but i i thought i thought to myself you know he's kind of like shaping. He he doesn't know when to when to slide and uh, and and when to uh, <laughs> blow a guy over. Yeah. Um, he's kind of got got this issue where he he doesn't seem to make the right decision in the key moments. Yeah. I, you know I I don't know. Um, you know we had a podcast. I think Jake has mentioned this that they really wanted to emphasize getting to the free free throw line more. So maybe there's 
you know, um, an emphasis on get to the rim, get fouled. And if you try to go all the way to the rim against these good Big 12 teams that play, you know, sound defense with experienced players, you're going you're gonna to get charges. You know, Langston Love had a situation like that too where he just tried to bowl somebody over and ends up, uh, you know, with an easy offensive foul call, you know. So, I, I mean, I think with Keontae, he's got such a soft touch and he shoots the floater so well that it's just experience. He, I mean, I, hopefully by, you know, end of January, he'll be – really efficient and he'll be able to know, you know, this is when I need to shoot the floater. This is when I need to pull up and, and make the free throw shot. And, you know, this is where my three point opportunities are best. And, and this is when I'm having an opportunity to get all the way to the rim. I, it's just like probably film study, scouting repetition. You know, I'm sure that's probably the issue with him. Uh, it's, yeah. it's, it's why you just, you know, it's good to have a talented freshman guard like him, but it's really hard to win with, with, you know, relying on freshmen what do you, what do you think about point guard next year? Like, you know, I, this year it's, it, it is what it is. I mean, you gotta, you gotta have Adam, LJ, uh, Keontae, Dale kind of by committee. But do you think like we're seeing, you know, the difference between not having like a James Akinjo, somebody who's so quick, mm-hmm. strong, can get to spots in the lane, uh, you know, doesn't turn it over as much is able to, you know, kick out the three point shooters, create for other people, uh, versus just maybe not having that this year, you know? Uh, the, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Adam can do it, but the one problem we kind of alluded to earlier, he, he uses so much energy on uh, some of his great uh, isolation plays. I right. mean, when you're, when you're relying on the same guy to create as you're relying on to uh, create his own shot, and he has the ball in his hands so much, right. I mean, I just – I do think it, he would be better served to be more off the ball. And, uh, yeah, when Akinjo, before he hurt his tailbone last year, I mean, he really had the offense humming at times. Yeah. And then, of, of course, we had Davion before that and yep. others before him. So Yeah, and, you know, it's it's hard to judge Adam today because you got, you know, no crier. And, unfortunately, we didn't get much from uh, Bonner and Love off the bench. And, you know, Keontae had a nice cold first half. So, I mean, you talk about putting a lot of pressure on, on Flagler to you know to do above and beyond you know uh and he and he did you know in the first half mm-hmm. in the second half maybe you know fatigue and and you know i don't i don't know what the issue was but but uh you know certainly uh didn't you know repeat the performance that he had in the first half and we really needed him to in order to win today unfortunately because the defense was was not up to up to par uh do you think well, go ahead yeah. sean well, I was, I was just going to note, um, Flagler only had three field goal attempts in the yeah, second half. right. And, you know, obviously we were – Keontae kind of got the hot hand, so he, he ended up shooting it ten times in the second half, made, right. made five out of, out of ten. But, uh, you know, that's that's a problem when you're off your, your primary weapon or your, arguably your best – I think pretty clearly your best overall player for the season so far is getting three shot attempts in the second half and, and only scoring two points. Right. So that, that's a problem. Yeah, I agree with you. Well, I don't know. It's it's a uh, a long season, and you know fans are going to overreact like they normally do to a loss like this on the message boards. Uh, you know, I'd have to say I was before the season optimistic that the Bears could win a, a Big Twelve championship, and and right now that looks uh, you know very unlikely uh, based on you know the Marquette performance and this performance. You know, at some point you have to start believing what, what they're putting on paper. Uh, you know, so I think um, unless 
Jalen Bridges just becomes this incredible three-point shooter, and we get a lot more efficiency from Keontae George and Josh, which are possible. And then we get LJ back, and LJ and Adam are healthy. I, I'm not. I'm certainly not. You know, to the point where I think this team, you know, has has a limited ceiling. Um, you know, I'd love to see them with with a healthy crier and even a you know Jonathan Ch- uh to see you know hey you know how good could this team be by February but but right now there's there's a lot of work to do for these coaches and uh you just have to you know I think get through this month and and uh you know keep chopping wood and get better every day and all the cliches uh but you know TCU is going to be a, a really important game uh TCU's coming into the feral they uh they came back from a big deficit today against Texas Tech and they won mm-hmm. that game so maybe they'll be a little bit um, complacent, although they're an older, experienced team. I uh, play really tough defense, like like Iowa State does, but doesn't doesn't shoot it very well. Um, but e- neither did Iowa State, and <laughs> we 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 gave them look, you know, clean look after clean look. And and when you give guys wide open looks, they they tend to you know have a better shooting percentage. Uh, but you know, Baylor's got to do a better job defensively. Uh, hopefully, the home court will matter. Hopefully, L.J. Cryer is healthy. And then the other big thing is, um, you know, you just you, you just have to you know, be better with the shot selection and take care of the ball. Too many turnovers today. I'm, I, I'll be interested to hear Drew's comments. I bet he is not happy. Yeah, the turnovers, we've definitely got to do a better job there. Um, on another note, let, let's hope that this doesn't turn into one of the worst sports days in history. It's already, <laughs> it's already, it's already on a, a really bad trajectory with the Kansas and Texas both overcoming uh, second half deficits. When you mentioned Baylor, you know, not looking as good for the Big 12 title, I'm thinking, well, had Kansas and Texas just uh, finished off their losses, we yeah. might have uh, been saying, well, the Big 12 is just going to be a uh, a year where everybody has, uh, you know, seven, eight losses. Um, we'll see. I mean, I, I still feel like if, if Keontae can grow up, uh, eliminate some of the mistakes, LJ stays healthy, and uh, who knows, John comes back. That, that's how I'm going to end it in my mind. Maybe we can just get on a big time roll yeah. and uh, turn into the team that we that we hoped. Yeah, I mean, we 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 can't ever discount this coaching staff. Like, you know, I remember uh, that year that Makai and and Jared Butler, you know, they if if memory serves me right, when Tristan Clark went down, we probably lost our first two or three. Big 12 games. Now, I think we only finished like 10 and 8 or 9 and 9 that year in the Big 12. But, but you know, right. before Makai started getting injured, we had that five or six game stretch where we looked like we were as good as anybody in the country, you know. And uh, TCU came in with a pretty decent team and Makai made, you know, got 40 points. Uh, you know, so I, so I think, you know, certainly getting the chemistry right and, and getting on a roll is is possible, and we've seen that evidence uh, from from Drew teams before, even when it didn't look good in uh, December or January, early January. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, we played pretty well against Gonzaga. We beat a great UCLA team. We know we know this team is capable, and uh, we certainly need LJ. He's one of the you know top three players that we were counting on this year, and and uh, you know you need him, Adam, and and Keontae George healthy and playing in every game. No question about it. Yep, uh, make it out to the Ferrell Center on um, Wednesday, right? Big uh, game, eight o'clock. Yep. Um, we we need have a good crowd out there. The uh, if the uh, frogs find a way to hold on to this football win here, they're going to be um, so high on the on the purple Kool Aid. They're they're, <laughs> they're probably going to bring a few more fans than usual on uh, on Wednesday night. Yeah, they probably will. And and the uh, the shtick that I had planned 
of of a, of a friend sitting by me in full head to toe Michigan gear won't be as effective and funny <laughs> if, uh, if, yeah. if Michigan he, loses he might this need game. To keep him at home. He, he may need to stay home. <laughs> so let's, let, let's hope not. Though. It's let's a long game. Not. It's a long game. There's still time. Yeah, for sure. Well, hey, thank right. you, Sean, for doing this. You've been listening to a Sickum 365 podcast. Ashley Hodge, Sean Urich, Sickum Bears. Sickum.